Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcast, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com 
where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world. I'm Michael Anthony, author, speaker, podcaster, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma. And you're listening to the Michael Unbroken podcast. Today, I'm super excited to welcome clinical psychologist, Stephanie Carina. Stephanie, my friend, how are you today? Thank you for having me, uh, Michael. Uh, I'm very good. And um, I'm excited to be on your show or your podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. You know, I, I love what you're doing on social media. I love the conversations that you're having. I love that you're stepping into this thing about healing and personal growth and the journey that I think so many of us really need to go on, even though a lot of us mm -hmm. don't. And, and mm -hmm. before I jump into that and, and start down that path with you, what kind of led you to this place? How did you end up doing what you're now doing? Um, you mean also reaching out to people on a broader level, not only my work as a psychologist? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Well, and, and all of it, right? I'm all so curious okay. about your story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so often you hear that people become a psychologist or if people think that people become psychologists because they want to help other people. In my case, it was that I was fascinated, fascinated about human behavior. Why do we behave the way we behave, especially the unconscious? I'm focused on personality and trauma, which is often the cause of personality problems. Um, so I was working like just in a mental health care institution and uh, still am, by the way. But I got frustrated by clients who said that they the interventions was like life changing. And why didn't I know this 10 years before? And, um, and I was frustrated by the fact that th there's a lot of information that should be possible and accessible to everyone out there. And people should not have to become in this case, when I was working in an addiction center, someone told me, do I really have to, to uh, develop a cocaine addiction to be able to have access to this information, life changing information? And I agree with him. Why uh, should not some basic information be accessible to everyone? And that's what motivated to start my Instagram account, uh, Psychologist Stephanie, um, a while ago. And yeah, I'm very happy now to, to, to spread my message on a wider level, just like now. 
Yeah. And that's beautiful and it's powerful. And, and I, I'm in complete agreement. I, I think that if anything, if we're going to make the world a better place, we have to make access to information stronger. And, you know, mm -hmm. one of the things that's really beautiful is we can have the conversations on social media and Instagram and in email and via text. And it's not yes. hidden and, and kept from people. And, and now I think more than ever, we, we have permission to seek it on our own. Mm -hmm. what, what, if anything, like as you are in this and you're noticing the impact that you're having on social media, what, mm -hmm. if anything, do you feel like is the, the thing that people are most seeking when they're reaching out to you and they're wanting to step into what's next in their life? Um, what I hear most often, what resonates people, um, letting me know that my posts resonate a lot or the Insta lives. And they said that for the first time, or, um, at least they feel understood. They're like, wow, these messages are directed directly to me. I never, I always, I hear this often. I always knew there was something wrong, but I couldn't pinpoint it. And what I guess what people really, a lot of people that are out there really miss one that said is that sense of connection of feeling understood because we're not we're all not crazy we are we're all sensing something inside but if with childhood trauma it hasn't been identified correctly by our parents and we're emotionally neglected we won't be able to um pinpoint what it is and we won't be able to trust our own judgment well we have definitely our own judgment and I think that people, people with social media, now they can at least identify what they already know inside, but haven't yet consciously understood. We'll be right back to today's show. But first, I need to ask you a question. Are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling like you don't have the support to go to the next level in your healing journey? Are you feeling like you wish you had a little bit more support from not only myself, but the Unbroken Nation? Well, my friend, I want to invite you to come and join our live weekly coaching sessions in Think Unbroken. All you have to do is go to keys, K-E-Y-S, keys.thinkunbroken.com to sign up and join us today with 100% money back, no questions asked, guaranteed and no contract or commitment every week for the next year, you can come and be a part of our live coaching sessions each Monday as we dive deep into not only answering your questions, but questions from the unbroken nation and help you take all of the information that you learn in the podcast, in the courses and other areas of this journey, bring them into your life and use it in a way that is practical, life-changing and transformative. So my friend, join us at keys.thinkunbroken.com and we will see you this Monday. Yeah, that, that's such a great way to put it. And I, I'm a proponent of that. I believe in that entirely. And I, I, I know the only way that we're going to create long-term viable change is by having communal intervention. We're going to have to come together as a species of human beings to be able to walk the line and tow the boulder of working through this. You know, mm -hmm. so many people just want to be seen, felt, heard. And, and that mm -hmm. thing which you mentioned is, and in, in part of them, they kind of know something has happened to them. They kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. What's it like for you in the role that you are when someone is finding that? How do we help guide them? Or, or even, I guess the better question is, if you are a person who has felt, hmm, something's off, something doesn't feel right, I know something happened, how do you start this process to be curious about it and to investigate it? That's a good question. 
um, we need to inform ourselves. We need to get the information. So I think it's very healthy that everyone is seeking out there on social media. If they don't have access to a therapist or, or whatever, they just start getting the information that you need to know to, to understand yourself uh, more. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I'm not sure. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I'm curious also on your thoughts on this. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think a, a lot of it is, is just about giving yourself the grace to to be curious enough to step into it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we we live in Western societies and many societies around the world where it's positioned that we should feel shame or guilt or or worse uh, mm -hmm. about things that have happened to us that are not our responsibility. And and I'm always thinking about how can we help give people access to more tools to be able to step into that place where they're willing yeah. to say, yeah, I, I need help. Right. Yes. And, 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 and that's so much of the conversation. How do we, how do we effectively navigate people into knowing that it's okay to ask for help? Mm -hmm. And this reminds me of, I was listening to a podcast of yours and which you were, and I saw also a post on it on that this, that there's this whole taboo of blaming our parents, right. Or talking about that, discussing, but even questioning our childhood, if our needs were met, et cetera. Um, and I think that that is the first step to break this taboo. And um, curiosity is everything. I remember once listening to a podcast and there was a question to that person that said, what are the two most important things that can make you happy at ASAP? And one of them was curiosity. So if we're able to stop judging, but change, transform that judgment into curiosity, we're going from defense mechanism to growth. Curiosity is, is key. Um, and uh, as for the being curious, a lot of, especially childhood trauma is created in childhood. It's not, not for nothing. And also with the personality, the, the way we interact right now, uh, Michael, um, the projections we will have towards each other, uh, everything, everything is guided by what we are shaped in childhood. And so we need to go there. And a lot of people are scared. There's even one person that um, has created their, her own account to be able to follow me because she's so afraid what other people will think. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm posting on childhood and our parents. And I think that it's important for people to realize that when we go to our childhood, our purpose is not to blame. Who cares about blaming? We want to heal. With blaming, we're not going to heal. Okay. So going to our childhood and questioning and reevaluating what, how we have, what, what has happened uh, is with one purpose only to acknowledge the needs that weren't met and what was done to us. We're not talking about if they did it on purpose or not. Uh, our psychology doesn't care about that. That's not the point. But when we're not going to recognize and acknowledge what was done to us, we're going to misinterpret it. And we will have our inner critic for, uh, haunting us for the rest of our lives. And we won't be able to develop self-compassion, which is crucial. And we'll be, we will be trapped in shame and it will affect our relationships. We won't be able to trust people. So actually, if you would look at it from that perspective, it is quite selfish to not go to childhood. It is not, it's quite selfish if we wouldn't blame, um, put the blame on the one that caused the damage. That goes also in our daily lives. Because when we don't, we don't, we will blame ourselves. Depression, for instance, is in internalized anger. And we won't be better persons in society if we project our anger towards other people or towards ourselves, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and you're going to upset people in saying that because we often, and especially in American society, we put our parents and the adults around us and our youth on a pedestal. They mm-hmm. can do no wrong. They're doing the best that they can. And yes, to an extent, that is likely true. People are only doing what they've been taught through learned behavior and experience to do. However, I also believe that there is a space for responsibility to be taken, and that should not be the burden to carry as a victim. To be a child who was hurt, abused, beaten, starved, sexually molested, whatever that thing was, Mm -hmm. and to then turn into an adult having those same experiences that carry with you, there is a moment in which you have to understand that it's actually not your fault Mm -hmm. and remove the blame that you give yourself because without doing so, you carry that burden with you. And I think that is often the boundary between stepping into something that can be powerful in a healing journey and being Mm -hmm. stuck in that place where you feel like the world is against you. And that's such a battle. How do you begin to transform your own understanding of fault and blame and responsibility when you have been hurt in childhood? Mm -hmm. I think, so we hear this often, what you're saying, we need to. not carry it with us anymore and what you often hear is you know the society social media which is very concerning is telling us to heal because everyone wants to heal it's the whole whole trend and 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 also a healthy trend of course to a degree um you need to forgive as well and that will uh with that we bypass uh healing that is very concerning because when we forgive too soon without the acknowledgement of what was done to us First of all, you cannot really forgive because to, uh, to forgive, we need to have self-compassion. Self-compassion we can only have when we acknowledge. It's not necessarily our parents who has to acknowledge it as long as we or, I don't know, with the therapist acknowledges what happened to you. Um, uh, only then we can have self-compassion and then we can forgive. But we need to go to those situations that, that the, the, the childhood, and that is complicated. That's why I also created a Heal Your Inner Child online course for people to understand. I give specific examples of what can go wrong. And you're mentioning now a couple of things. If you were sexually abused or you were, you were beaten, et cetera. So these at least, I'm not saying that it makes it more easy, but at least were visible things that happened as, as a child, at least. But I have a lot of clients high functioning with the amazing parents who are still together and they haven't had a connection in their whole life. They're living in prison because they were manipulated by narcissistic dynamics, et cetera, for instance. And that is much more complex. Um, So people, it would be amazing if with social media, we could go more specifically to childhood situations and people could start identifying uh, situations. For instance, I have a client, uh, I, I used to have a client and, uh, he, he said, my childhood was great. Everything was great. And then when we go deeper, turns out that, that, the, the parent was very selfish. And so now, um, he doesn't trust people. We need to acknowledge all these things, uh, because often, for instance, another example, Mike, I'm not sure if you've heard it, uh, heard this one. I hear this often with people around me. Um, my mother is just difficult. She's, she, she means well, she's just anxious, being anxious. Okay. She was just overprotective. Well, I don't agree with that. She might've been anxious, but apparently she's selfish to not take her 
problems to a psychologist and to burden you with worrying about her. And you should be a child. You should be worrying about your, yourself. You should not be worrying about your parents. And that is traumatic. If you need to comfort your parents, that is not okay. It's robbing your childhood, et cetera. It has a lot of implications for people who are not aware of that. This is just an example. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And and a lot of that can be covert. You just don't see it, but it doesn't yes. mean it's not there. Yes. As, as people are starting to recognize this, and, and more so and more so, because now we're having conversations with words like narcissism, words we mm -hmm. haven't used before. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. looking at that and stepping into it, now understanding we, in order to continue to step into this path of healing, need to create boundaries and understanding around our wants, needs, interests, and values, so on and so forth. What I'm curious about from, from your perspective is what role does having boundaries in your life play in the healing journey? Um, so yeah, I, I, I came up with this, uh, this healing uh, steps. So you have uh, step one of acknowledging I'm wounded in the first place because a lot of people are in denial. Uh, I'm wounded. I'm actually surviving, not thriving. And uh, the other one is connecting to your emotions. Uh, the other one is creating your emotional home, your safe haven. The fourth one is the healing, the wound, acknowledging what was done to us to be able to get the self-compassion and create self-worth. Fifth one is the relationships you need to repair. So the emotional home is about, we need you. I suppose that you're living in a house with a roof over your head, assuming most people do. There is a reason you want protection. You want someone to be to retreat to, to be able to restore your energy, to reflect, to, you know, to be safe, literally. So a lot of people with trauma don't have an emotional home. We forget that, that, that we need one. An emotional home is your own safe haven. That, that's the space, you, the place you go to, uh, an emotional place in this case, uh, um, where you feel safe. But with, especially with trauma, when you have this inner critic because you yet not have acknowledged what was done to you. So all the, the blame goes towards ourself. We're beating ourselves up as inner critic and the shame that can be killing. A lot of people out there with, who experience shame know, know how, how hectic that, that emotion is. And we need to heal. I think that was a beautiful sentence in um, Pete Walker's book uh, as well, uh, From Surviving to Thriving we need to take our own side and that's that's that so we need to protect our we need to have our home and your question was about boundaries well the door in a home is is a boundary right if there's bad people i assume you close the door you're not opening the door is that correct yeah of course but a lot of people if they have a home they don't have doors and they everything comes in and it's unsafe and that is boundaries. We need to have a home and we need to have doors and to close them. Yeah, I, I love that analogy. That, that's really beautiful. So what does it look like to start to build that? Because, you know, our, our agency is taken from us in, in abuse yes. and in trauma yes. and as yes. a ramification of the things that happen to us. The idea of standing up for ourselves is terrifying in its own right. There's typically ramifications or judgment or shame or whatever that comes with that. And to yeah. now being an adult and to have to have a conversation with yourself that says, I need to stand up for myself is incredibly uncomfortable because everything you've understood to this point was that it's not okay. Mm -hmm. How do we make standing up for yourself okay? Yeah, that's a good point. 
So what you're, what you're describing, uh, Michael, is in this, this case, is that people will still be burdened with the projections of the unsafe parents. So they will, because normally in, 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 in life, people just like you said, I, I loved it what you said, like people are not out to get you, right? We, when traumatized, we, of course, we will think that people are out to get us because as a child, they didn't care about our needs and they were hurting us. So of course we developed a worldview that people are unsafe. That makes sense. But now we're on adults and assuming that you're in a safe, in, you're not hold, held hostage or whatever, and you're a sort of in a safe environment, you need to understand that people can be safe too. So they have, they appreciate you. Healthy people appreciate you setting boundaries, right? I mean, um, so I, I'm, I'm posting, I'm, I'm having these, these posts, I do it on purpose by saying that like, and you uh, read it on social media as well, that taking care of yourself is priority. And I'm taking it a little bit further, not expressing anger is by not expressing anger, we abandon, we're abandoning not only ourselves, we are abandoning the other person because we are withholding something from them. So not expressing anger is selfish because that other person doesn't have the opportunity to meet your needs, for instance. So, Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? We'll be right back to today's episode, but I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, zero dollars come and join us is go to myunbrokenlife.com register and sign up you can get access to the free event watch it live with us this december it'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like anthony trucks jamie bronstein leslie logan and a special interview that i'm doing with dr gabor mate that has never before been released so come and join us myunbrokenlife.com all you have to do is put in your email we'll send you over the registration you'll be able to come and join us watch live and then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever but in the meantime go sign up block it off on your calendar this is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free and until next time be unbroken yeah it, i mean it, it's I mean, realistically, the hard part about it is that it is, it's, it's a learned process that requires mm -hmm. an immense amount of patience that also requires help and guidance. And, and I think about this idea that if, if you can't feel one emotion, then it's very unlikely you can feel any of the range of emotions. And like anger is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I constantly think about anger as fuel for what I do. So much about Think Unbroken is because I have this little chip on my shoulder over here that says, watch what I can do, even though you did those things to me. And for me, I've been able to step into this place where the fear of judgment no longer exists in my life because I've created personal sovereignty. I have understanding of who I am, of my boundaries, my wants, needs, interests, and the whole gamut of everything that makes me me. But at the beginning, it was hard. At the beginning, it was so incredibly difficult to put myself in a position to be willing to acknowledge emotional capacity. And at one point I actually thought I might be a sociopath. I haven't cried in 15 years because what had happened is I totally had become dissociated and shut off. You know, one of the things that I, I think is really pointed in this healing journey 
is to remove yourself from being disassociated or dissociated, mm -hmm. excuse me, and start to step into awareness of who you are. Mm -hmm. How much of that is a role in healing of just being willing to step into discovering who you are? And, and I'm curious with uh, uh, Michael, if I can ask, so how did you do that? So at some point you decided I'm gonna step up and, and express myself. I'm not gonna hold back and be a dissociative anymore. Yeah, well, right? of course, I didn't, I didn't have the words for it then, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the word dissociation did not exist in my vocabulary, yeah. but it was more of an understanding of I'm not living up to my expectation that I have for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it was. And as I stepped into the journey and I would be in therapy or men's group therapy or with my coach or reading a book or at a seminar, I would start to discover things about me that I was interested about. And then mm -hmm. I just started moving towards them. And then mm -hmm. one day... I just woke up and I was like, oh, I, I feel like I'm starting to be that person I always thought I could be, right? And I noticed the emotional capacity that I had. I noticed my physical body, like sensation and emotion. I noticed just being present. And, and that so much was just in the process of the healing journey. And so that's why I was curious about it. Is that something that is an across the board thing? How much of this healing is really just becoming who you are capable of being? Yeah, good point. I think so. Childhood trauma is nothing else than because a lot of people say, okay, so think, perhaps say, okay, so you had a bad childhood. Okay, so it wasn't much fun. Okay. It's not about that it wasn't much fun. It's not about the pain that we suffered as a child. It is about a, a two, that too. It is about the consequences of what happened. And that is that there will be arrested development, as it is called. So a lot of functions we have are off, are switched off. And that is very unfair, if you would say, if you, if you, and a lot of, and it's not visible. At least if you have trauma, physical trauma, it's visible. But child, people with childhood trauma have a lot of functions that don't work. And to navigate through life without that is so much harder. It's so much harder. To navigate through life without being touched with anger or feeling that you're not allowed to be anger is very hard. This is not the best analogy that I have, but for now, it's the best I can come up with. If you're driving a car, I assume that you're driving a car with, you know, the, the different um, um, the, the different gear, right? Gear one, two, three, four, five, right? Is that correct? With yeah, driving? Yeah. yeah. I don't know the English term, but the, the, the gear. Um, so you need to understand that if with childhood trauma, with this arrested development, you're driving on a car with only like uh, one and five. Mm. You don't, it is, it is, it's not much fun. And what you want to is to have the full access of the whole car to be dry, able to drive. And anger, people don't, don't understand the power of emotions. Anger is our power. So anger, if it's not, it's not uh, processed correct, if anger is processed correctly, it is our power. It will get us what, to where we want. Anger is not only protection for harm, Anger is our power to get our goals done, to keep our focus, to fight for what we want. When we are in touch with our anger, we are much safer people to other people. For instance, the price of being nice, interesting article, this, this one is fascinating. I never thought about this. Did you know that people who are nice are judged as less trust, trustworthy? Because that I didn't know, but I believe it. Yeah. 
and and the reason is because if you're nice as it you never express your anger or your dissatisfaction in an interaction with someone you're not you're hiding because we're all angry perhaps it's been suppressed and you're very proud if you have a fond response you're very proud of oh I'm never angry but that's 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 emotional neglect if you're not in touch with your anger that's a result that's a trauma response and if you're proud of it that's a bigger trauma response that means that as a child, your anger was eliminated by rejecting you or shaming you for it. And then you're going through life with only one or two gears instead of five. Yeah, I mean, that that makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, I think so much of my experience and, and many of even my clients is anger was not allowed. You are not allowed to be angry. You are not allowed mm-hmm. to express that side of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, and I had it actually pointed out from one of the men in my men's group therapy, many mm-hmm. years, he said, you don't know how to be angry. And mm-hmm. that was fascinating to me because no one had ever said that to me because mm-hmm. I didn't recognize that I had been disallowed that emotional response mm-hmm. in my childhood because every time I'd get upset, there would be ramifications. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered by tapping into that emotion not only, and I'm in complete agreement with you, it became fuel, right? It became the thing that drives me in a healthy way, not in a self-destructive manner. So let's be yes. clear. There are two ways that anger exists, probably mm-hmm. more. Um, and then the other side of it was as I stepped into that emotional capacity, I also started to realize the other emotional capacities that I had as well. Mm. I think the challenge we face most often is the hurdle of being able to step over. It's not okay to be angry into it is okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. How do you get to the place of it is okay to be angry? I would put it a little bit differently. I would say it is not okay to not be angry. It is selfish to not be angry. The damage you're causing to society by not be angry is huge. And don't get me, and, and, and let's get this straight. If you are not expressing your anger, those types that are proud of it. Um, depending on the, the, the temperament type, it's going to be uh, get out there in a passive aggressive way. Hmm. And that won't make people happy. I had that myself as well. I can, when the pressure goes up, I'm going to be passive aggressive. And that's not much fun to people. So I need to work hard to get my anger out at that moment. Or if it's not going to go underground, uh, and in toxic way, passive aggressiveness. And with passive aggressiveness, I mean that you're going to sort of sabotage things, but in a very invisible way. Um, and otherwise, it can cause depression. So it is bad to society when we're not angry. And we need to understand this. The reason that we are afraid to be angry is because in childhood, when everything is learned, our worldview develops, our world map representations it's called in psychology is because as a child when we express anger which is very healthy as a child instead of being validated like honey uh i hear you i see you're very angry right now it's not okay to talk to mama that way but i do see that you're angry and i would like to talk to you because i want to know what's 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 up if so that's a healthy way of responding to anger if that was done correctly as a child, then we learn that, oh, it's okay to be angry. I need to, of course, do it. And I cannot start hitting someone, but I can express it. And they try to help you with words. And you get the impression 
that people in adulthood are appreciative if you sh show your anger, which is your communication uh, to, to healthy boundaries, to be able to stay connected. Um, but when that happens, when uh, we have uh, wounded parents, I call it wounded, traumatized parents or wounded parents, they are going to be afraid of anger. They cannot view it for what it is, an attempt to connect, an attempt for someone to show the boundary or the power or the goal. And it's actually, uh, 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 it's, uh, anger is actually connecting. It's actually, and not showing anger, I posted on this, not showing you by not showing your anger, you're disconnecting without the person knowing. So you're not letting the other person know that you're actually checking out within. Perhaps you're talking and you're being nice, but you all, we are right. Oh no, you have already checked out emotionally, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I love the correlation that you made between anger and using it effectively and being it a boundary because it's so true. I mean, we as human beings, the one thing that we have is our emotional capacity. They often say that's what separates us from animals, right? And to deny yourself that is to deny the very thing that makes you a human being. Mm -hmm. And it's scary and it's uncomfortable and it's hard. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the only way that we grow is through being uncomfortable and doing scary and hard things. Because mm -hmm. if we don't, then we cannot create new data points. We cannot make new meanings. We cannot figure out how to assess situations. And I do think there is a healthy way to step into anger that is productive and not counterproductive. And, and I love this conversation. It's really powerful because I think what might be happening right now is we're just giving people permission to be able to feel anger. And like, that's, that's a part of this mission. This goal mm -hmm. of healing is feel it all, feel it all because it's there and it's deserving of you to be able to be a human being. Mm -hmm. One of the last questions I have for you before I let you go for the evening is if someone is just starting this journey and they're hearing this and they're like, you know, Stephanie, that sounds great, but I don't know what to do. I really don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for someone listening who just feels like, they have no idea where to start this process. Good question. I think it's, it's just start reading on it. There's a lot of inner child reading books. Read your book. I think I really appreciate your work. And you know why, Michael? Because you, um, there's a lot of, you know, psychologists writing books, et cetera, which is amazing. But the, you have the, your own the survival experience. You are able to guide people the best you are able, you, you, you've done it yourself. Now you have this recovery path. <laughs> so I would say follow people like you read books. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the online, um, inner healing course that I, uh, that I, um, created, there's a lot of information on healing your inner child, I guess. Just start digging into it. I mean, how did you do it, Michael? If I, uh, my, my ask. Um, the number one thing for me in the beginning was I acknowledged that I needed to do something. And in that acknowledgement, what happened is I, I let go of the understanding that it was my fault. And, and I didn't have the words for that 10, 12 years ago. I just knew that if I didn't take control over my life, nothing was going to change. And then just like you said, it was about education. education. Like if I think about anything being the most potent substance to creating change. It's education. And in that, I read all the books. I mean, I got Pete Walker over here. I got yes. Brendan Burchard here. I got every, I mean, even 
um, you know, vessels over here too on my bookshelf and just consuming knowledge, consuming Absolutely. information Absolutely. so I could make meaning. Because yes. the thing that I didn't understand was that I didn't understand. And if you can start mm. understanding the brain, the body, take a course, take a seminar, go to, you know, a personal development conference, you know, often and even coming up next week, I will be in this room full of people seeking continuing education credit for PhDs because I need to know, I need to learn, I need to grow. And so education over everything for me. Yes. And so as we start to wrap up here, where can everybody find you? And more particularly, how can they follow you on Instagram? Yeah. So uh, psychologist Stephanie on Instagram and Facebook as well. And uh, I'm starting a challenge again. The previous time was a heal your inner child challenge, which I made an online course now from. And now I'm starting a self-empowerment challenge. And that is for the uh, adults. Uh, adult, it's based on the book, Adult Children of uh, Emotionally Immature Parents. So, so that's a very, uh, I'm talking about covert, covert trauma. And that is to, and then you will learn also how to set boundaries and uh, to get there. So uh, follow me on, on Instagram, I would say, or Facebook. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here and being part of this, Stephanie. My, my last question for you is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? Um, to be unbroken. Yes. To be able to take our own side even if we screw up. Mm, beautiful, poignant and simple. Thank you so much. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Hey, Unbroken Nation, we'll be right back to the show. But I wanted to let you know that you can grab a copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, for free. If you go to book.thinkunbroken.com, you can download the PDF ebook version of the book and get everything that I know about the baseline of healing trauma for free downloaded to your email right now. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to download your copy of Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma for a PDF for your phone. Again, that is book.thinkunbroken.com. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me 
and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.